Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Why Do I Care? I'm your host, Toby Favalora, and today we'll be starting a new, I don't want to say series, but a new um, a new thing that we're going to start out with the podcast um, leading up to the midterm. So without further ado, let's get right to it. So, like I said at the beginning, uh, leading up to the midterm elections, I thought it would be a um, a good idea to do something that I, I haven't named yet. Um, I bet the title will be the name, but essentially, it's just going to be I'm going to talk about specific races leading up to the midterms and why you should care, how you can help out. So, the first one I'm going to talk about, and this is going to be like I said, probably a recurring series unless some big news happens because mostly the midterms are going to be dominating the news cycle. So the first one that we're talking about is we're talking about the the Pennsylvania U.S. Senate race behind Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman and fake TV doctor, Dr. Oz. So what? Why does, why does this matter? Well, to start what we what we what we know now based on polls which their polls and 2016 taught us that polls aren't um the most reliable but what we do know is that there are three races that are probably they're the most likely to decide who is the majority in, in the senate come january 2023 and that is georgia nevada and pennsylvania um so stay tuned for other weeks so i'm definitely going to be talking about those those um those races but this one is probably the most critical because of the money that's being being expensed so let's talk about why this seat's very um winnable for the democrats so for the democrats the there's a retiring gop senator pat toomey um and he's retiring so now fetterman and oz they're they're trying to run to to you know to win the seat so why is Pennsylvania one of the most, why, 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 I guess, well, why, why do we care about Pennsylvania itself? So the reason that we care about this is because we know from 2016 and 2020 that Pennsylvania is, it, it, it very could well be the biggest battleground of the 2024 race, especially if it's Biden and Trump again. Um, this is like, um, I don't know, I guess like a, a Florida 2000 with a, Bush and Gore, that kind of level. It's going to be very close. So whoever the senator is, they can just having a senator of a certain party. It it um the endorsements if they're popular popularity. It's just, it's something that's good to have, even though it doesn't. It, it's um it's also a good indicator of who who might win. Another one, um, Doctor Oz was was um handpicked by by Donald Trump. So for a lot of these races, people. So with midterms, I guess. The conventional wisdom has been that whoever the party of power is, it's going to be the other party that's going to win. This we've seen in like 2018, most recently. Um, in this year, it was expected to be no difference, but the narrative has also changed a little. So while Republicans are still expected to win the House, the Senate is expected to stay with the Democrats. And part of the reason that this is is because the Democrats did such a good job in the messaging, turning it from a referendum on them and what they did to what Donald Trump has done. So with a lot of these races, like I talked about, like the special election and um, Alaska and Wyoming, there's been a lot of attention politically 
on how the Trump endorsed candidates can do. Personally, I, I this is not the best indicator of how Trump would do if he runs again, because Trump is very different than every other candidate. He's like, no matter what, it's going to be like Trump is different than every. No matter who Trump handpicks, if Trump handpicks like Eric, like his son, he's there's drastically different numbers because he's not Trump. It doesn't matter who Trump picks. However, there, um, the the correlation between if Trump's endorsements still has power in the party, that's going to be a um a good indicator on whether or not he can win the twenty twenty four Republican nomination. So, another one is that John Fetterman. He he is a very strong liberal. So what does this mean? Yes, most Democrats are liberal, but we see that in battleground states, they kind of hide their liberality. That's definitely not a word. They hide their liberalness. Is that a word? I don't think it is. They hide how liberal they are because they know that a very liberal person cannot beat a very conservative person because it's it's a battleground state. So there's a lot of moderates. But John Fetterman, he's very unapologetically, he is very liberal. He is very strongly liberal. And we see what happens when people are kind of more moderate. We see Joe Manchin. We see Kirsten Cinema, And like... Those are, of course, the, the, the two worst uh, examples, but there are plenty of people in very close races. Like, I bet if you go all over, like, I don't know, uh, uh, Warnock, right? I, I, I guarantee what he is saying is not um, the most out. Is it? He's still liberal, but he's not displaying it to the way that John Fetterman is. So... I guess it's kind of uh, another way to tell coming into 2024 because while midterms are very important, whoever becomes president is arguably more important. So what 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 will be seen here is that can an unapologetically liberal win? Because that was some of the reasons that certain candidates didn't get as far. That was part of the reason that Joe Biden won in 2020. Uh, at least the, the the Democratic nomination is because people thought, hey, he is more likely to be able to beat Donald Trump because he's more moderate. He can do this. He can do this. So once again, like I talked about with Dr. Oz being handpicked by Donald Trump, it doesn't necessarily you can't predict anything because these are like you can't compare two people if they're not the same person, you know. But if John Fetterman can successively run one of the best campaigns we have ever seen, which I'll talk to uh, more more on later in the episode. But if he can be an un- unapologetically liberal and he can win, that is going to affect who um, how the Democrats run in 2024. And um, another reason is both parties, they are very heavily invested in this race. Um, it's a lot of money pouring in lots and lots of money. Um it's it's getting it's getting expensive and like it or not money is a big part of politics because money can buy you ads they can buy you supplies they can pay staff like there's all these things that money need and while some people say that they don't take money from like big donors they really need the money money is a very important part of a campaign money can win and lose campaigns like the worst if a worst candidate has like twice as much money they're more likely to win 
It's that simple. So another one is that I guess okay so i've done five reasons i've gone through four this is gonna be the fifth the fifth reason is that john fetterman he had a stroke and the that meant that he was kind of stuck in his house for a good amount of the campaign he's finally out again which is good but the campaign staff did something that was it was really impressive so there comes a time when there's like a revolutionary campaign strategy. If we look to Barack Obama in 2008, we see all the things that he did with the market and like how he used the internet and email to really get off the grounds. That was revolutionary at the time and everyone was doing that. And now everyone's been trying to do that. If you remember back to 2020, the, the Georgia runoff elections, how um, John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock, they're both trying to use TikTok. Um, TikTok was a big part of Ossoff's campaign. But what, what um what matters is how Fetterman is kind of oh wow I don't know how to say this word without making it sound like I'm like a four year old he's been do, doing a lot of memeing um he he has been using memes and he's been using things that Doctor Oz has said to pile on the attack probably the most famous one within Twitter of course because Twitter is not real life it's the crudite comments i don't even know how to say it that's a red flag for dr oz anyway so dr oz went to go film a uh an ad about him making a veggie plate which he called a crudite and the point of the ad was to be like wow biden made everything so expensive but in reality it, fetterman was like who says crudite like it's a french word and it's probably he's attacking him as out of touch and um rich so we can't really have a gauge on it another attack that he has been using against oz well there's two the most recent one is that he's a puppy killer um yeah there was like there, there's been there's evidence that dr oz killed like 300 puppies when he did testing for his various tv show bs weight loss pills and stuff so um yeah in any i like 10 years ago that was that that would like be campaign ending but it's it's 2022 so nothing's campaign ending but another thing that he's been running on very aggressively is that dr oz doesn't actually live in pennsylvania he lives in new jersey and he's running in pennsylvania because i think his mother-in-law or something owns a house there so it's um those are his attacks in the way that he has used them have been so effective at least um in getting fundraising money which i talked about in number four fundraising is very very important so like i said before i was gonna circle back to something which i don't remember so after a quick ad break we'll be right back hang with me welcome back from that quick ad break i remembered what i was going to talk about and the fact that i forgot about it i don't know anyway we're gonna talk about the polling so john fetterman did have a a fairly good lead for a little while so he is still favored according to 538 he has 73 out of 100 oz has 27 out of 100 before i go any farther i just want to remind people that polls are not accurate and we should have learned our lesson from 2020 2018 was a bit better and especially 2016 polls are by far not accurate but they're still the best indicator of how like who's gonna win and 538 the reason that i use them and i trust them is because they do a great job of averaging out all these polls and giving each of them a rating 
So you can tell which polls are more high quality than others. Anyways, so the chances of winning the seat around early July, it was pretty close. We could say neck and neck. But then beginning of like August, we see there's a there's a split. There's a divergence. So it went around like 50-50 chances of winning the seat up until um, John Fetterman had a uh, 83% chance of winning the seat. But now recently it's dipped back down to 73. How did he lose these 10 points? I'm going to talk about that. So what he did is that he pardoned people for crimes that well, he pardoned people on death row. And essentially what Matt, it doesn't matter the nitty gritty. What matters is that Dr. Oz is now running against, he's saying Fetterman, he, he, he releases convicted criminals and he he's allowing them back on the streets. While in reality, it's more complicated than that. So going to the popular vote, like I said, um, the peak he had a 7% lead, which is pretty good. That's massive. That's enough to put it in the safe column. And a lot of people were just like, eh, okay, I don't know how I feel about this Dr. Oz guy anymore. But recently, as of today, Wednesday, October 15th, it is a four-point race. So, like I said, this isn't this isn't perfect, right? Like, because you we can you can never get perfect, especially in political polls, but it's it's getting pretty pretty close so once again if i go to 538 all the ones that they have rated a um you can tell so rated a what does that mean it means that they think it's it's a solid poll and the most recent one which is um from like a week ago which is to be fair outdated but it has a four point fetterman lead as opposed to one from two months ago which had an 11 point Fetterman lead. So we can really see that they're they're changing and that the um the likelihood that he wins, it's going I don't want to say it's going down because he still has like a six point lead, but from like a ten point lead to a six point lead, that's a good that's a big jump. And that should really scare twelve point was his largest. That should really scare the campaign that Oz is finding something to run against him on. So now the why do I care section. Well, why do I care? Like I said before, you care because Pennsylvania, there's a good chance that whoever wins this can be in, like will end up controlling the majority in the Senate. And why do you care about the Senate? Well, you can appoint Supreme Court justices. You can pass legislation. And if there's a filibuster-proof majority, which would be 52 Democrats because uh, Manchin and Cinema are, you know, against it but if if democrats are able to do it they're going to codify roe they're going to allow women to be able to choose what they do to their body they're going to make strong climate action they're going to make sure that we don't burn up they're going to make it so kids can go to school and be safe without being fear of shot up they can they're going to fight to make drug costs and medication they're going to fight to make it lower they're going to tax the rich in order to pay for things that help everybody in many many very popular things so how do you get involved how do you how do you get started like i said Many times before, go to the Vote Save America page by Crooked Media. Crooked Media, great, great um, little – it's not an organization, is it? Great, uh, great company, I suppose. They make podcasts uh, like uh, uh, you should 100% listen to them. They're very, very well done. Um, and you should volunteer. You should sign up because they have a little thing called Midterm Madness. 
Um, in case you can't tell, it was released in like March, so it's 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 outdated, but that's okay with me because branding is pretty hard. So, how do you get involved? You go to Mitchell Madness and you sign up to adopt a region. You get a region. You get involved. If you join me on Team East, you can be emailed directly and they find out how you first of all you fill out like this little thing about like what experience you have and they they help you learn how and then you go out and you can phone bank you can text bank all the stuff that we learned in 2020 and you can be part of the movement that makes real change thank you guys so much for listening as always find me on social media at why do i care pod go to my website why do i care pod dot com email me why do i care pod at gmail.com all these things if you're listening via anchor um you can there's a little button that allows you to send me a voice message i can include you in the next episode so many things like that so thank you guys so much for listening and have a great rest of your day